0: Summer is here and the heat has arrived. And let me tell you, we aren't slowing down on adfreeshows.com. We plan to give you the red-hot summer you deserve full of interactive Zoom experiences Brand new content and bonus events that will leave your head spinning. This month alone, our top-level members have the opportunity to sit down live with Conrad, Kurt Angle, and Eric Bischoff and pick their brains virtually face to face. And then there's Baby Doll, the perfect 10, will join our top guys to talk about her time in Jim Crockett promotions and her recent appearance on Dark Side of the Ring. And we're just getting started. There will be even more announcements and surprises along the way. So don't miss out. Sign up today and join the fastest growing wrestling community on the planet over at AdFreeShows.com. Let me tell you something
1: about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxofgimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened When and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald-headed geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. You're undercover hillbilly.
2: You can get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments at savewithconrad.com, but don't take my word for it. Just ask Andrew in Florida. He hooked us up with a five-star review and had this to say, very easy, and Derek was great to work with. I went to a 20-year from a 30-year. I saved seven years of interest, plus I have a cheaper payment than my 30-year was. All around a great deal and couldn't be happier. Thanks so much. I want you to do me a favor. Do the math on that. What if we cut six years off of your loan? That's 72 payments. You know to the penny how much you pay on your house every month. Multiply it by 72. That's the amount of money you could save if we cut six years off of your loan. Find out right now for free and oh by the way, as you heard, cheaper monthly payments. Why wouldn't you do this? Keep more of your own money at save with conrad.com NMLS number 65084 equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payment for two months or licensed in more than 40 states and even credit scores in the five hundreds can qualify. What are you waiting for? Hurry to save with conrad.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com and we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
0: Welcome to WHW Monday, Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson.
3: Crockett, for Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun need The Bunkhouse Stampede Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner Bond Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling.
4: Talking about the great years of World
0: Championship Wrestling The NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and
3: First thought they win, look, Shavani's back again. World title split off, center stage, Bishop Disney, Hogan, and Nitro New World Order and the Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette, champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, not to laugh, Lois rules can't pass. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's like a good looking man. like Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come
0: over here. What happened Win? WHW Monday? And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host,
4: hey, hey.
2: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm just living the life, Conrad. How you doing, buddy? Better than I deserve. Excited to be with you. Loving all things 1986, and we keep the train on the tracks today for June 14th. Can you believe we're like halfway through this experiment of 1986? It's amazing that it's... uh... I'd like to
4: thank a lot of people for helping us continue to go this far, uh, you know, with the, uh, the advent of the cock. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we, we've had some help and we appreciate that. And it's, uh, it's really, uh, brought back some great memories of some great things that went down in 1986. Now, as we come to you, uh, today, we are about uh, two weeks away from the great American bash Mm. and that's when some crazy things start to happen. So, um, we had, it's great. It, it it really is great. It's one of those things where you, well, things happen quickly. I know. And, and time goes by quickly, but you don't want 1986 to end. No, I don't. And, and I say that because as we know, history has taught us that in, as
2: you go into 1987, things are not as good. Uh, well, you know what though? I still, I still think it'll be fun for us to, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it'll still be fun for us to watch 1987. Yeah. Because it's such a critical year. I mean, what we're watching right now is the best year in the history of Jim Crockett promotions. They've never had a year, a top line gross that could come anywhere close to this. Right. And in 87, they're going to keep a lot of that momentum going, but the expenses get out of control. So the profits just not there. Right. And they're still, they're still making money hand over fist at the gate but they're they're spending a lot on the back end and before you know it it becomes a disastrous year a lot of that has to do with the end of 1987 and the pay-per-view controversy where essentially vince mcmahon sabotaged starcade yeah and the company never recovered but we're a long way from that and this is sort of uh, as eric bischoff said the other day on for the heat it was the best of times it was the worst of times and then he said hey i think that was in a movie i'm like no That's a book, but anyway, uh, chat me up. What do you think about, uh, you've heard the news. I'm sure Eric Bischoff has a radio show Mm. in 2021, Mm. a radio show, like not a podcast, not something on Sirius XM, a traditional terrestrial radio show in 2021. Were you shocked to hear that Bischoff is getting in the radio game, baby?
4: I I really was, and I was shocked to hear that there was a radio station in Cody, Wyoming. Right? And I know. And, and I guess what's next for Eric is to, uh,
2: to uh, publish a newspaper. I mean, I'm ready for it, really. If I'm honest, really,
4: I really am too. Well, I'm so. just
2: saying he's he's always been real mean to mine and your mutual friend Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, let's see how good of a writer you are, big boy. Let's see.
4: Damn straight.
2: Damn straight. Well, listen,
4: I know I I can write. I'm a good writer.
2: Um, Oh, when when Eric has a newspaper, I need you to have the editorial section. Cause I can just imagine, I don't give a damn about your politics. Fuck it. T.S. that would be my first column. (laughs) (laughs) My
4: second column would start off with, it was the best of times. It was the worst. I think
2: that was from a movie. Okay. Sorry. I'm just saying that would be so good. (laughs) By the way, I I just assume if you really did have an editorial, one of the things, one of your very first columns would probably be about you motherfuckers in these pickup trucks. Oh, glad you said that. Cause Louis and I have been
4: on the road, uh, quite a bit with the dogs. Did you lose a bet? You would think. (laughs) And every Son of a bitch and motherfucking pickup truck that comes by us is, it's just, I mean, they ride right up on your ass and then they swerve around to the right to get by you. And, but then they have Lois and the dogs that run those fuckers
2: down. And what would you do with them? Feed them parking just, lot panties?
4: <laughs> no, I just, I'd swerve around them and get in front of them, you know, little, little, uh, interstate jockeying, stuff like that. Tony, you, uh,
2: You hear the dogs. We should address. I love hearing Kevin Sullivan in the background. Okay. We, we, you and I got together this past weekend. You were our very special surprise guest Mm -hmm. at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. It was the very first live podcast for my world with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. We're at the world famous Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Of course, you didn't miss up a chance to get some crab cakes, and you were our very special surprise guest. And I want to thank you for that. Did we have perhaps the most depraved story in the history of professional wrestling live shows? I'll never forget the look on your face. Your eyes were bugging out of your head. And then later we were trying to sell chicken salad and well, it was a happening. Was it not?
4: Yeah, it it was, it's, it's great. Going back to Jimmy's famous seafood. And it's great reconnecting with Jeff Jarrett. First time Jeff and I have seen each other face-to-face and, uh, oh, I don't know. I think the last time I saw Jeff was, we did the JR show in Orlando. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Golly, that feels like a hundred years ago, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. But I- I'm glad for the success of his podcast and the crazy things that happened in his life as well.
2: So good stuff, man. You know, That's- Good seeing the fans again. I, I kind of forgot we did that show in Orlando, but mm-hmm. do you remember that was literally right after Jan was? Mm.
4: Yeah. You know, because we talked about uh, him not doing the show.
2: I just assumed he wouldn't.
4: Right. But and he so, wanted to, to yeah. put it all behind him. So
2: I wanted to take his mind off things and keep working. Yeah. And yeah. golly, dude.
4: What year was that? That had to be like 2018, maybe? That was 2017. 2017. Wow. So it's, holy snakes, it's been four years. I mean, but it feels like a lot longer than that. It does. No, it does. It feels like, I mean, with the pandemic, things have like changed and time is just like before the pandemic seems like a million years ago. But it's good. It's good that we're getting out. It's good things are... uh, Going back into shape and it was great seeing some of the fans and, Hey, it was great eating, uh, Jimmy's famous seafood because it's the best restaurant in the world.
2: Hey, I've been, been wanting to ask about this, you know, mm-hmm. since you guys are on a bit of a break on a W by the way, that doesn't mean Dynamite's going anywhere. It just means because of the NBA schedule, they're, they're getting ahead and they want to be ready and be prepared because well, playoff basketball, who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, according to the rumor and innuendo, this means that there's good chance that you're not going to be hanging out with our old pal rebel in real life for a little bit. Are you going to go through uh rebel withdrawals? No, we, we text every day. Are you FaceTiming though? Uh, if I might, I might. Yeah, that, that'd be a pretty good idea. I'm just saying like to me, you aren't going to get your rebel fixed with a few words. Cause I've seen the way you look at her and you have that, that little, a twinkle in your eye. Well, who doesn't? Well, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, (laughs) by the way, can I just tell you that, uh, one of the things I do with my phone, and I think you know this about me is I'll Mm -hmm. program everybody in my phone in the contact section, but I'll also put some sort of note of how I can remember them. And I got that because over the years, my dad became sort of famous for, I got a guy. So if you're like, Oh man, man, I was walking around the backyard, found a shingle in my yard. I think I think I got a problem with my roof. My dad would go, "I got a guy." Or, you might say, "Man, I got some dead spots in my front lawn. I've tried everything I can. I can't figure out what to do." Dad would say, "I got a guy." Right. You know that downstairs toilet, man? That thing will run forever, and I've tinkered with it and put it, tried to put a new kit in. I thought at first it was just the chain, but something's going on. Uh, I got a guy. Well, you know, I, uh, I was driving to work this morning and I felt like as I was coming up the mountain, I, I felt it skip a little bit. I'm not sure. I don't want to take it to the dealership. They're going to rake me over the Colts. Uh I got a guy. So <laughs> my dad, once I understood, oh, here's mm-hmm. my roof guy. Here's my mm-hmm. transmission guy. Here's my yard guy, whatever. Right, I started to position myself in my real life as Conrad, the mortgage guy, which is what you still see me refer to myself as on social media. The trap. Right. I programmed myself in my own phone that way so I can share contact information with other people. And I don't want to be Conrad Thompson in their phone. I want to be Conrad, the mortgage guy. So right. if you're thinking of me, maybe you're at your kid's little league game or whatever, and somebody that you... Uh, you know, you're friendly with says, oh yeah, we've been thinking about buying a house. I guess we're going to need to go down to the bank and get pre-qualified or whatever people say. I would like for you, if you've done business with me to say, oh, I got a guy, uh, what was his name? Um, mm. oh, I was a heavyset he, guy. He was kind of funny. Uh, little foul, had a beard, had a real pretty wife. Don't know how he did that. I mean, he's a good seller. What was his, isn't that Chad mm. Channing Connie? Mm. What was his last name? I don't know. Now, if you just pull up your phone and you're mm-hmm. in your contact list and you type in mortgage, it'll probably be your current mortgage company, whoever that may be, and Conrad, the mortgage guy. So right. I made myself easy to refer. So I do that with everybody. Now, mm-hmm. that was an end-around story for me to explain <laughs> that to this day, whenever Rebel calls me or texts me or a few weeks ago when she was hanging out with that nothing-happening Corey Ryan Forrester, she Facetime me. And it pops up on the phone, rebel, the lady wrestler. And I clearly programmed that about 2018. (laughs) And so I, I I laughed out loud when I saw the name Mm -hmm. and I thought I got to fix that. So now I've managed to do a scratch through and it says Reba line through it rebel. So it's at least sort of on gimmick now.
4: Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's current.
2: Yes. She has, uh,
4: she has certainly, uh, evolved in our lives from rebel. The lady wrestler, hasn't she?
2: Oh, she's, you know, she's, yeah. she's our low key work girlfriend now from adfreeshows.com She's the best she has.
4: She literally is one of the funniest girls
2: ever. We, uh, we got to get Chris to make a video, just highlights of you and rebel together. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have it put to people. Let me tell you about my best friend. (laughs) That'd be good. (laughs) Come on, that'd be so fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a, and she
4: she loves being on ad free shows. She loves all the 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 staff members. She's just so uh, nice. And
2: did we put her in the right gimmick or what? Hey, can you just drink and talk to people? Yeah, she's phenomenal at it. She I mean she should do it as a full time gig. I know,
4: and and she's pretty close to being a 10, isn't she? Uh, buddy, it doesn't get any better than that. Does it? And uh, that helps out in, a great
2: deal in our, in our, in our group chat. I mean, it used to be nicknamed rebel fan club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was a little soccer. So I was like, guys, you know, that, like we know her, Th- this is not a person. We don't we Let's let's ratchet some of this back a little bit. Yeah. People are just excited.
4: Yeah, can I, let me ask you something. You threw oh. something out there that kind of pissed me off.
2: Hang on. Well, let me come back to piss me off. Let's just pause for a minute, and then you can get in my ass. Uh, I had a conversation with her randomly yeah. with someone who doesn't work for AEW, and I can't tell you where they work, but um, they, um, yeah. And they said, by the way, that girl is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, yeah, duh. He's like, no, no, no. Pictures don't do her justice in person. I'm like, oh no, I get it. He's like, there's just something about her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll tell you off air who it is. I can't say okay. here, but I, it tickled me that this person who, when I tell you the name, you'll be like, what? But it, they had an interaction once and they were like, dude. And I was like, no, no, I get it. I understand. You don't understand what we're doing over at AdFreeShows.com, free But everybody who meets her is like, oh, are you my favorite person? I think you are. <laughs> anyway you're mad at me and i'm a piece of shit and you hate me continue no no well that's true but
4: uh i'm pissed off to hear that she hung out with Corey ryan forrester now that is mm. a beautiful woman hanging out with a turd oh, well. which would you get anybody pissed off what it, how did that little weasel slide in there
2: well he's her co-host on uh, rebels happy hour oh you know we got to have a co-host to sort of play the heel whenever somebody gets out of line or you know, i was always conscious of especially if there's alcohol involved, I don't want a female talent of ours. Who's, who's there to entertain and make you happy and make you laugh and make sure you have a good time to feel uncomfortable. Right. So if some guy was, you know, taking it too far or said something rude or inconsiderate or whatever, I needed somebody to be able to ease them out of that situation and and try to do it in a funny way and not in a confrontational way. So I thought you know, let's hire a comedian. And when I couldn't find one, we settled on Corey. I knew you would like that. I knew when I went around the block, you would be like, okay, this is, this is good.
4: You sent me, I think it was you that sent me a a screenshot of Corey doing something on MTV.
2: Yeah. He was on the MTV movie awards a few weeks back. And it was a pretty big deal when you think about it, that somebody from our group chat and ad free shows all of a sudden was on stage at the MTV movie awards. That's kind of cool.
4: That is kind of cool. And and my response was, Hey, how about if he would really be funny? He said, the the, the line was, you would think
2: they would have found someone funny. Yeah. (laughs) Which was funny. Hey, speaking of, uh, funny, it's funny. We've been talking 15 minutes and we haven't pressed play yet. We're going to, in just a moment, it is a watch along. And uh, I know what you're thinking. We come here. It's not on the network. I'm not going to (laughs) watch. Well, here's the deal, man. All you've got to do is look in the comments and I'm of the opinion that if you really want to watch along with us and take a look at what we're doing here, you should just, you know, look in the comments and I think there, you'll find everything you're looking for. And I'm hopeful that you're going to find everything you're looking for here in a couple of weeks, because we've got not one, but two specials coming up at the end of June. June 30th. In fact, we're going to be taking a look at the great American bash, 1986 from Charlotte, North Kakalaki. Wow. And then on July 28th to finish out the month of July, just like we finished out the month of June, I guess it's July 21st. My apologies. We're going to be watching the great American bash, 1986 from Greensboro. And those are very special shows. Uh, one's a stadium show and one is a title switch show. How about mm-hmm. that? That's right.
4: Uh, that's the, uh, the big dusty and, and Ric Flair match. And the stadium show that we're going to see from Charlotte is really the home of the great American bash. Because if I recall, there was, uh, a great American bash the year before, but it was only one in Charlotte at the stadium. And that's not the stadium where they play football now. Right. That's the old stadium, uh, that I'm sure has been torn down. Maybe not, but it probably has been torn down in downtown Charlotte. And that was Ric Flair and Ricky Morton.
2: I want to, and, uh, I want to mention too, it's not going to be just you and I doing this. Ah, no, that's right. We're going to have, uh, it's going to be an all-star lineup, so to speak. It's going to be something special. And how mm-hmm. about this? I want to mention as you're listening to this, uh, if you're on the main feed, tomorrow night at adfreeshows.com, shows.com. We're going to be doing a live interactive Q and a experience with baby doll. Wow. So we're on brand wow. for all things. 1986. If you're loving what we're doing, scoot over to adfreeshows.com. We're going to level up this experience, June 17th, 8 PM. Eastern, a live Q and a with baby doll. 1986 is going to be well covered and Hmm. oh by the way just as a sampling two days prior to that so if you're listening to us uh, on the main feed yesterday we had a live Q&A with Kurt Angle okay a few days from now on the 20th we'll have a live Q&A with Eric Bischoff it's pretty crazy when you think Hmm. about all the stuff we've got planned as far as live interactive experiences. Of course, Rebel, who we love, uh, she's on every other Sunday. Don't miss it. It's adfreeshows.com early and ad free. And of course, lots of bonus content. But here on the main feed, even, we're going to be covering not one, but two very special Great American Bass shows one from Charlotte, one from Greensboro that includes a world title switch. Mm. And uh, it won't just be Tony and I. We're going to have some fun surprises for you. But no surprise that we're talking about June 14th, 1986. Today, credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more with a credit karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits who doesn't want instant gratification. If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait with credit karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card. And if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit karma money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 credit karma members and counting open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs credit karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, you can visit creditkarma.com forward slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. There's no purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVP banking services provided by MVB bank incorporated member FDIC maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Hurry. That's creditcardmacom slash money, how many subscription services are you paying for each month? Do you even know subscriptions add up and sometimes we don't notice those little monthly deductions from our bank accounts. Did you sign up for a bunch of subscription services during quarantine? I know I did. I think, I think I signed up for all of them. But now that we're headed back into the real world, do you really need, or does your family really need or use all those apps and streaming video services? Probably not 80% of people have subscriptions that they don't even know about. They literally signed up and they forgot about it. Are you one of them? What are you doing to save money and take control of your finances? How do you track all of your bill payments and budgets? Are you still using clunky Excel spreadsheets? Is your desk covered with scattered post-it notes? Here's the pro tip. Truebill is the smartest way to manage your finances. They have an easy-to-use app. You can review your recurring charges all in one place, and you can even cancel subscriptions directly through the app. They have a variety of tools to help customers improve their finances. You can create a monthly budget and expenses. You can track and evaluate savings goals. You can automate savings so you choose how much you put away weekly. You can even get push notifications when you're getting close to going over your budget or when your cash is running low. And you can even better than all that easily identify fraudulent activity. And you want to know about that right away. They offer multiple ways to save you on your bills. That's just the true bill way, man. Oh, and check this out. Work with many of the nation's top providers to negotiate and lower your bills. You're going to enjoy bank level security. You're going to feel good about your finances and people tend to think they spend like $80 a month on subscriptions, but in actuality, it's close to like $200 a month. Truebill has saved its users more than $50 million. They've got over 1 million users. Go read their rave reviews right now for yourself at Truebill.com. Check this out. The average person saves $720 per year with Truebill. And Conrad, our listeners can get started today at Truebill.com When
4: win. Take control of your finances and start saving at Truebill.com When win. That's W-H-E-N. That's Truebill.com. Win. 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% do. Now, why is that? Because what they sell at the stores is from the biggest companies, not necessarily the ones that are the best for you. So where do you start? Here's where you start. Introducing Grove Collaborative. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove Collaborative takes the guesswork out of going green. Browse the site for thousands of home, beauty, and personal care products, all guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. Join over 2 million households who have trusted Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your very first order. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier for a limited time. When what happened when listeners go to grove.co slash WHW, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more, but you have to use our special code. Go to grove.co slash WHW to
2: get your exclusive order. That's grove.co slash WHW. I've uh, found the link in the comments. I'm ready to watch it. If you are Tony, it feels like. We just need a little bit of a countdown now. Okay. Let's go to this week's special
4: countdown for this year. There's Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, stop it. He's licking himself. Where was I? Let's go to this week's special countdown here on what happened when. Hey, Tony, you
2: old dick. The biggest Sooner fan, just shy good old JR on the Ad Free Shows Network, and your favorite accountant, Jason Taylor. So you and Conrad need a countdown? Well, here it is. Three, two, one, Play.
4: How about the fan response to this? One?
2: Get up on dude, how high were they for the midnight express that oh. old silly? Let's just throw the bad guys into each other's spot. Oh, and one man. of the things I love watching these old clips is even the punches, the whole crowd, whoo, whoo, all together with every punch. It's I unbelievable. I know it's, you, you didn't have to
4: sweeten the crowd. you didn't have to no. do
2: anything, man. It was there. Speaking of there looking at him.
0: Gentlemen, welcome to world champion. Championship Wrestling. Rock and Roll is here to stay. You saw what they did to the world heavyweight champion Ric Flair. He's here. Also, Iron Anderson, Tully Blanchard. All the greats in the wrestling world are right here, Tony. And a lot of great news. Our update on the Great American Bash 86 here today once again. News on the Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour contests. As you know, three contests involved with that tour and we'll be talking about that once again today. David, we also have a gigantic man here with us today called the Warlord that you want to take a very good look at. He is a monster. Yeah, gotta see this he guy. really is. One of the biggest men in wrestling he is with us here today and like you said all the top stars of the world today the return of ole anderson wrestling right here in our studios today that's right all four horsemen are back together you've got to watch that Okay, let's bring in right now to talk with us to the top of the program, none other than Jimmy, the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. All right, Boogie Man feels good
3: today, baby. I want to tell you something, Jack. There's no more running, no more hiding, no more peeping, and no more jabbing. Tony! It came down to this baby, they took my hair, they took my wig, they took my tail, they took my braid, well I'm going to take somebody's skull jack, I'm not Indian you understand, but I do got a little Wahoo McDaniel in me, and it's coming down to this, somebody's going to be a bald headed geek, I want you to take a little look at this, roll that little picture that I on my people, on my thousands of people out there, take a look at this people, All right, Paul Jones with hair. You see it? Yes, I do. this magic, Jack. This is nothing but magic. Watch it, people. It's coming. Paul Jones, a ball and a geek. This is what Paul Jones is going to be like. He's going to look like. Because if he don't, brother, I'm going to look like it. I'm going to be bald. Paul Jones going to be bald. I'm going to be bald. Pistol Pez Wiley going to be bald. And it's nothing but gospel, baby. One of us is going to lose our
0: hair. All right. Jimmy, all right. the boogie-woogie man vibe, let's go to the ring.
2: All right. All right, lots to unpack there. First of all, <laughs> did did David always refer to the enforcer as Iron Anderson? Yes. Always. I R O N. Iron, like Iron Mike Tyson. Mhm. Like boy, right. this shirt's wrinkly. I sure do wish Lois knew how to iron. Right? Iron yeah. Anderson. That that was that stuck out like a sore thumb. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed it and 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 I could be wrong but I think this is a week where y'all were trying new microphones.
4: Yes, we were as a matter of fact. Uh, you you can see that uh and of course all the equipment is TBS's equipment and they would come out with this stuff so but they wasn't the old
2: silver big old microphones.
4: That that silver microphone that a lot of times you know the uh, windscreen would fall off of.
2: Yes, especially if Flair was out there and like spinning around right. with his coat or his robe or whatever, it would just right. pull it right off the end. Right. Like like this you is trying one. to use a condom, it's just going to slip right off. You know. Yeah, I never remember tra- trying one of those. You on. never tried one? Oh. oh, I met all your kids. Uh, That's stupid hang on question. a second.
4: Did I ever really use a condom?
2: Yeah. <gasps> <Yes. laughs> Once. You think? Okay. Once she thinks, I don't know, maybe you should have used it once more for job or Shivani, but continue.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I missed I that. Re- What'd she say? I don't
4: remember that far back. <laughs> oh, wow, <well. laughs> there you go. Uh, what else? talking
2: about, um, we're talking about the windscreen. Oh, yeah, th- this, uh, th- this is
4: this had a this this windscreen was kind of square and had a uh a round cap on it. And so it just locked down on the microphone. And so it wouldn't fall off. So I'm thinking that that had something to do. I'll with tell it.
2: you this, it's a much more sensitive mic as you're adjusting your grip, you can hear it. Right. Uh, and that's obviously less than ideal because you yep. can do whatever you wanted with that old silver one. It's going to pick up what they're saying, but not your mm. hand maneuvering. Right. Uh, but buddy, when you've got a microphone that it feels like it's down in here in the base, in the base, mm. yes. Uh, as you adjust your gross or, or your grip, <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to ruin the audio. That's so how. that's, that's how it always happens. Once you adjust your grip, things change. Hey, here's my question. I mean, and, and I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm not saying this to pick on, I'm really trying to understand if this is TBS equipment and Lord knows, eventually Turner's just going to straight up own the whole wrestling promotion. And, and we would still sort of poke fun at the production. Uh, how did Vince McMahon who just owns a wrestling company somehow have better production than an actual television company? I just don't Mm -hmm. get it. Well, first of all, not first
4: of all, with the exception of there was another live show that uh, there was another show they taped. Uh, it was like a funny talk show. What was that called? Tuesday night Titans. No, I'm talking about TBS. Oh, um, a guy had uh, Bill. Somebody had a talk show on TBS. Oh, it was a, a not a talk show. It was a a comedy skit show. Uh, it you remember Jan Hooks who was on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, and she she's no longer with us. Really funny girl.
2: She was on Pee Wee's Big Adventure. T- what about what about Tush? So that's
4: exactly what it was, Bill Tush. Okay. T
2: U S H is the name of the show. Right.
4: With the exception of Tush and us, they didn't do live stuff there. It was a studio that, so th- these people were very inexperienced in doing TV. This was, and again, like I told you many times, they just, they brought in, you know, the kids who worked there. Would you like to run camera today? Sure. Would you like to be a, would you like to be a, uh, a producer or do something backstage. Sure. Absolutely. How about a stage manager? Yeah. I mean, so it was a very, very inexperienced crew and TBS was known for the Braves. Uh, and they had a crew there to to the Braves are our Braves. The Braves crew didn't really work for us because they, they had baseball and with the exception of us it was and they just was they were a TV station that kind of just put up Andy Griffith and rolled tape, right? So and Vince was smarter than us in many ways. He knew that when when we would pay guys hundreds of thousands of dollars the old school way, he would pay production people. And get great production people in there. His production people came from Baltimore. You know that, with Nelson Swegler and his crew, uh, and Kevin Dunn is from Baltimore, and uh, they were, they had a production house there that knew how to do TV. We were just a bunch of old school jackoffs, right? That's what it was. Speaking of old school jackoffs, got to listen to this one.
2: Oh, here we go. Roll it in. They get into also. Oh this God. is a start.
1: I want everybody to know, and you in particular Rhodes, and your whole band of merry men, I want you to know that the four horsemen are back. You take a look, you see what's happening in the ring here. Always three, four people ganging up on Arn, ganging up on Rick, ganging up on Tully. This is where I made my entrance. Six months I'm laying there. Andersons are back, the four horsemen are back. And still people haven't learned. These two rock and rollers, I think they can beat everybody. There's too much of Dusty Rhodes in them. There's too much of Magnum TA in them. But watch what happens when the four horsemen are back together. Take a look now. How does Ricky look? Not so good. How does Robert look? Not so good. But there's one man that I'm waiting for. One man above all else. And I know... I know that he just can't sit back and watch. He's got to stick his nose into everybody's business. And here's the guy I'm talking about. Right here, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Only this time, instead of standing up and walking tall and looking great and being the American Dream, he's on his knees. And you know what he's doing on his knees? You know what he's doing, Tony? No. He's begging. He's, help me. Help, please help. He looked at me and I looked at him and I said, Rhodes, It's over for you. You had five, six months of vacation time, and now it's time for you to pay some dues. And I'm not fooling. I'm not joking. I told him before, I'm not going to finish, not quit, until I get rid of Dusty Rhodes. And you're going to see it happen. I'm going to make a big prediction here in a little while, so you just stay tuned, because I'll make the biggest and most important prediction of my career
0: right here on TV. Okay. A prediction will be coming up very soon, and we're coming right back.
2: I'm so glad Oli's back. Wow. Such a believable promo. I'm in. I'm ready to hear the prediction right fucking now. Oh, here we go. So
0: a wrecking for Oli and, and Arn Anderson, and a oh. prediction you talked about. Well,
1: you know, they call me a Rhodes Scholar now because I know more about Dusty Rhodes than any man on earth. That's prediction right. I'm going to make is this. That's right. Rhodes can't stay very long. His body is getting punished too much, and with me coming back like that, I'm sure he sees a light, That's and I right. predict this year... Sometime in 1986, that Dusty Rhodes is going to announce his retirement. And when he does, it's going to be a great day for the four horsemen. When he does, I'm going to buy beer for everybody all around. Wherever you see me, you walk up and you just tell me, Dusty Rhodes retired, and I'm going to buy you a beer. I'm going to buy you a meal. And you be looking, because it's going to happen. You see some of these other people. looking at Magnum T.A. One of the boys that follows around like a little puppy dog behind Dusty roads. How about the Rock and Roll Express? I'll tell you something about the Rock and Roll Express. They're good, they're young, they're strong, they come back from injuries. That's important to be young, but I'll tell you this, they're scared. You look at them, they're scared. They're scared now that the Four Horsemen are back. They're scared that the Andersons are together. You don't have to believe me, go ask them. Go ask the Rock and Roll Express. We're too big, we're too strong, we're just too good. Anybody that gets in our way, they're gonna find out just how good we are. The four horsemen back, we're gonna take everything. We're going after the world tag, we're going after the single, which we've now got, we're gonna keep, we're gonna take that US, we're gonna have the TV, we're gonna have them all. Anybody gets in our way, they're gonna find out. Rhodes, you're a marked man. Jimmy Valiant, no problem. Magnum TA, no problem. Rock and Roll Express, no problem. We're going through y'all. I told you before, I'm dead serious. We don't do a lot of cute stuff. I don't want to yell and don't want to holler. Just want to tell you like it is. We're straight from the shoulder when we say we're better than anybody else. If you don't believe it, you try us. And I don't mean just in the ring. I mean anywhere. I mean we're that good. And I guarantee you, you get a little taste of the Andersons, you get a little taste of the Four Horsemen, you're not going to like it. We're here to stay. We're gonna beat everybody that we meet. We're gonna take all the belts that we can take. The Four Horsemen are back. The Andersons are back.
5: What can I say to top
3: that, Tony? Go get him, Telly.
0: The Andersons. What we just started. The Andersons are back. Let's go to the ring,
2: dude. (laughs) You you can't you can't do a better promo than that. I got I I got a little chill bump, Jones over here. Ollie underrated you know listen mm-hmm. you knew this you grew up with Oli. i did yeah. not you know my yeah. first i didn't start watching wrestling until 1988 so my right. first exposure to Oli anderson was like old tapes and stuff yeah and i don't know dude that promo right there that's a few in a row now from Oli. where i'm like golly dude he's on yeah. fire he uh, a couple of things about that interview
4: one thing Brought back something to my memory, which I think is, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this show does this or these 1986 shows uh, do this. When Oli said, if you come up to me and you say, Dusty Rhodes is retired, I'm going to buy you a beer. I'm going to buy you a meal. Yeah. Afterwards, we all had a big laugh about that. Because he don't buy nobody nothing. Nobody. He held on to the first dollar he ever made. Yes. He was the tightest motherfucker. So we kind of gave him shit about that. Uh, second of all, he used to do this promo back in the, the old mid Atlantic days where he would challenge you. If you were out there, if you thought, if you didn't like the way he performed in the ring, if you didn't like the way he, uh, conducted his business, then the only thing you had to do was challenging. Yeah. If you're, I mean, his old lie was, if you're a truck driver, I know a lot of you truck drivers think you're tough. You really think you're tough. Okay. Then why don't you step in my face or something like that? He used to challenge people and. And then, and that's probably one of the reasons that he was stabbed back then, you know, because
2: he asked for took it.
4: A, he asked for it. Exactly. So, but he was, you know, he was just so damn good and so damn believable. Believable is the right word. Yeah. Right. And it was, there was nobody like him. I, I didn't and, and I'm thinking about all the people that we have connected with and we're going to have some special people on this show and. You know, I, I I know Tully now. I've reconnected with him, and of course, Arn backstage. And
2: um, oh, oh, before I, I j- forget, I want to mention: hypothetically, needs you to put a bug in Tully's ear. Okay, uh, Amy, uh, one of our top gals over at AdFreeShows dot com. She's a huge Tully fan. Uh huh. And she said, "Hey, hypothetically," she's already picking up my words. She's like, "Hypothetically, <laughs> do you think when we do our, our low key Big Hog and top guy get together in in Chicago?" hypothetically is there a chance we can have a surprise run in by Tully Blanchard mm. and I'm like hypothetically I'll see but you know I figure you, yeah. go, you go straight to Tony and Tony does his sweet talking I can do that I can do some sweet talking as you know oh we know I mean you're you're uh you can get easy. some sweet sugar wouldn't melt in your mouth mhm uh what'd you say easy for I didn't know where you were going to go when you said, "Oh, we know." Oh, wait, wait. You think I would ever say anything that was no, rude or not.
4: disparaging about I, you? I was thinking somebody else. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe I was talking to Silva or I don't know somebody else.
2: Uh, hey, hey right if, if if let's uh, speaking of Silva, let me ask you a question. Hypothetically, <laughs> let's say you and Silva were going to meet at an arena, okay? okay so hey silva meet me down at such and such arena Follow me so okay. far sure and you're on the phone with him and you call him and you're like silva where the fuck are you at he's trying to explain where he is mm-hmm. and then you start trying to explain where you are yeah. and you say the phrase if you were to say the phrase i'm by the elephant door would you know what that meant no really
4: now, unless I was at a, well, unless I was at a circus 10 years ago and they don't have elephants in circuses anymore, or unless I was at the do- at the zoo, like the Atlanta zoo. Okay. Then I knew I would know where the elephant door is because you could look on a map and see elephants and you would think that, Now, let me have the context again. We're at an arena. Okay. Then, then it would be, unless the elephants had an elephant show that day, I wouldn't know where the elephant
2: door is. Hypothetically, would it be the giant loading dock with the huge door in the back? Or would it be the parking garage across the street? I I don't know. Mm. I've never heard of Elephant Door. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tony Silva. Let's go to him here. Okay. Rock and Roll Express
0: Super Summer Sizzler Tour '86 and the contest involved. Right now, we're going to talk about contest number one, our Rock and Roll Express Lookalike Contest. There's the address. Address it to Rock and Roll Express Lookalike Contest, P.O. Box 11390, Charlotte, 28220. Now, this contest is open to boys and girls ages five to 13 years of age. Pictures must include both entrants and be no larger than four inch by five inches. You must have a picture of two together dressed up like the Rock and Roll Express. Not one person in the picture, but two together and no larger than four by five inches. A person cannot be a member of more than one entry. If you dress up with one friend, that's your entry. You cannot turn around and dress up as a rock and roll express member with another entry. Once again, our entries must be postmarked no later than July 15th of 1986. For our Rock and Roll Express Look Alike contest. Now, if you would like a copy of the official rules of our Rock and Roll Express Look Alike contest, send your self addressed stamped envelope to that address. Make sure you have a self addressed stamped envelope in your envelope so we can send you the rules back to you. Now, the winners of our Rock and Roll Express Look Alike contest will get an all expenses paid trip to Atlanta, Georgia. To spend a day with the Rocky Roll Express at Six Flags Over Georgia Theme Park. That is contest number one. And coming up a little bit later on, information on contest number two. Let's go to the ring.
2: Ring the bell. Oh, Pee Wee calling for the bell. It's Ronnie Garvin. Going to take on Paul Garner, your great close personal friend of many years.
4: Uh, a couple of things. And I want to get back to this elephant door story. But yeah. uh,
2: the kid with the mullet popped me. Oh God, when they're doing a look-alike contest, like, well, there's Ricky jr. Right there, <laughs> There's Ricky right there. And number two, my hair was perfect. Your hair looked better than that old JC penny suit you're wearing. <laughs> you you've worn some interesting clothing that we've seen you wear over the years, especially in WCW, yeah. but this might take the cake as far as your worst suit. Well, what's wrong with a coat from the Stafford collection. I love you for that deep cut. Well that is a uh, real deal, folks. that is a, an actual <laughs> j c Penny brand yes it is I know it because they used to sell big and tall back when I was cutting my teeth <laughs> as a salesperson, and I'm like Stafford
4: <laughs> that was the stafford collection
2: buddy j, j. c Penny's you had some floor shops on too. I just know it probably so uh hey,
4: so tell me about the elephant door now
2: uh. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett told, uh, Silva, Hey, meet me at the elephant door (laughs) and Silva, you know, just jumped in his car and drove to uh, the zoo in Birmingham. (laughs) No, not really. But here's the thing. I'd never heard it called an elephant door either, but in the context of it's at an arena, I'm like, oh, he means the really big door backstage where if you had a circus here back when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Thankfully it's not anymore because those elephants have a terrible had a terrible life in the circus. Right. Uh, anyway though, you would take him through that door. So in the context of I'm at an arena, if someone said elephant door, I'm like, oh, he means the giant loading dock. Right. And what I got dock? there on my own. Silva was like Sigh. Is that <laughs> near Burger King or Where do I feed something a peanut? Where am I doing? I don't know. And and you were like, I don't know. It was, I just didn't expect it. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think that you would be that way, but silver somewhere right now is fist pumping. Oh, who am I kidding? He doesn't listen to our show. Do you know that he doesn't listen to our show? Yeah. He doesn't listen to any shows. No, no, no. He listens to Ryder and Hawkins. You know, they got their, their, their action figure show. Doesn't miss an episode. He'll come over every now and again. Hey, uh, Hawkins and Ryder talked about you today. And I'm thinking we talk about you seven days a week and you have no idea, but literally and like. He feeds his children from these podcasts. Can't be bothered to listen. I can't keep up Conrad. You're creating too much content. Well, don't you think you could do a better job on the graphics and stuff. If you listen to the show, how can I do that? And listen to Hawkins and Ryder? Okay.
4: Did you see the picture on social media of he and, uh,
2: his bride walking down the aisle, um, uh, Oh, I thought for a minute you meant uh, Zach. I was like, I don't think they're married yet. No, but no, I did. And it's funny. Still... Jeff Jewett, doo trucking.com saw that yeah. picture of Heather Silva walking mm-hmm. down the aisle, looking his only she look right ha- hand in hand with uh young David Silva mm-hmm. and uh, dot trucking.com. Jeff Jewett, friend of the show commented, they look like a lowercase H. Which I knew. <laughs> Wouldn't make you laugh because she's skinny as a rail and there's all the hump of a Dave Silva,
4: <laughs> but, but it looked like at first it looked like I'm thinking, who's that kid walking her down the aisle?
2: Yeah. It
4: looked like just a little
2: kid. Television news aged his ass. Boy, you're not kidding. It did. It?
4: Anyway, back to the original story was. That I wish of all the people that we have connected with, I wish that Oli was healthy enough.
2: Oh God, can you imagine
4: that we we could use him, connect with him on our shows?
2: Can you imagine how many times he would have called you and I? Uh, you are a dumb son of a bitch. You're oh my a dumb God, shit. it was
4: it was It was the highlight of my day many times to be for Oli to cut a promo on me. It was a highlight of my day. He knew it, and he would laugh. You loving this, aren't you? You piece of shit, no good. Look like Abdullah the Butchers.
0: Oh, here we go. Fans Baby Doll Dusty, four horsemen are
6: back now. You know, traveling throughout this country. Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Every night when I'm alone in that car and that supersonic jet traveling across the universe. Being the American dream, I know for every man, woman, and child, every race, creed, or color, every black, green, yellow, red, children across this country, there is an American dream. Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Iron and Anderson, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And when you reach out for it and become somebody, nobody can ever take that away from you. You know, I got a letter from a preacher just the other day, and he said, Dusty Rose, the American dream, he say, you bought a line yeah. on raising hell and amazing grace. And that's true. With every genius that walks this earth, Ole Anderson, anywhere, anytime, place, he has to be just a little bit on the other side, you understand? Some say, I don't play with a full deck, but at least I play the game, you understand? So to come in and take, what we talking about is the American dream. To come in with the four horsemen and take the American dream away from these people and this country, the greatest country in the world, it's gonna take more than four million, more than a million million, men, more than 20,000 Martians coming from outer space. As long as I breathe, walk, crawl, roll over, and reach out for my people, they gonna be there for Horseman. Only Anderson, if it comes down to me and you, let it be. That's the way it should be.
2: That's the way it's gonna be. Man, quick cut there. Oh, it's gonna take more than 20,000 Martians to get rid of us out of here. I'm gonna tell you now, Tony.
4: I was uh, wondering, and then all of a sudden it hit me, wondering why we've got uh, Dusty didn't walk out and do a promo on stage there in the set. Let me just rolled that in. That, that's with Bob Cottle, NWA Pro Wrestling. Well, we just saw, yeah, yeah. That's when Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling changed to NWA Pro Wrestling. Uh, if Dusty cut what he thought was a great interview, he'd just rolled that in instead mm. of going out there on his own and so he thought that was great interview i he's he's done better interviews uh but it it still was was very good so how about uh, warlord here's his debut first time we've ever seen him and it's over uh, yeah it's over but man is he is he just like robotic and stiff
2: there's a famous story about uh warlord allegedly supposedly asking Mr. Perfect, Kurt to uh, go ahead and inject him in the backstage area with some steroids. Mm. And supposedly when he pushed the needle in the shit, just squirted out all the way across the room and Kurt patted him on the back and said, I think you're full big man
5: to stand up for what he believes is right stand up for his mother, stand up for everything this country represents. But you know, the NWA can do whatever they want. They can take any kind of physical actions they want against me. They can claim that I'm no longer the US Heavyweight Champion, but everybody out there in the world knows that nobody's beat me for this belt. And that's the bottom line. And Akita Koloff, the Great American Bash, is real special to me because that marks the beginning of the best of seven series that you and I are going to go through to finally decide this very controversial issue. And if you'll think back in the past, never, and I mean never, have you ever put my shoulders down for a one, two, three. Whether it had been a steel chain, whether it had been a steel cage, whether it had been a lumberjack match, it doesn't matter. You've never got the job done. So what makes you think for one minute that you're the man that should have this this belt in his possession the great american bash will be the only place we're going to be able to decide who's the man who's the rightful champion and i don't think anybody out there believes that a man from russell is a man to get the job done i'm holding on to this at all costs you can have any kind of stipulation you want but until you beat me for this
2: it's not going anywhere magnum ta let's go to the tony why did y'all continue to let this happen where a guys out here cutting the promo of his fucking life and he's really cooking with gas but you put some goofs out there in cosplay outfits and the crowd, local crowd just stops paying any, any attention to him when mm-hmm. he's given a money promo and they start trying to get themselves over with these stupid fucking chants. It ruined the damn show. Yeah, it did. It, it was not good. It was not good. No, you're right.
4: I mean, he, he was on a roll right there when he said the bottom line is no one's beating me for this title. He's exactly right. Well, not That was serious business. It was great. Yeah, it was.
2: Yeah, and then you get these goose I, I get it. Let me you see know. Let me see Ace Ventura out here. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? I know.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh. Like
3: this started a long, long time ago. Look at the rat right there. Look at the rat right there. That's what type of person he is. He cut my hair. I broke his arm! That. It's gotta stop somewhere! Freedom, 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 freedom. This place, this country, this universe is not big enough for me or Paul Jones! It's not big enough, Tony, for me or Paul Jones!
4: Alright, I'm done with that. Okay. You know what what was funky about that whole thing right there what
2: if he is so mad about Paul Jones, walk eight feet and beat him up <laughs> exactly it's but, it's just nonsensical
4: well it, it it was like it's like the old wrestling studio right I want to walk over there and beat him up but I got to cut a promo and I'm doing my work over here so I'm, I just it just was it was weird it was it was really weird.
2: The universe ain't big enough. I mean, I'm looking at him. I could walk over and high five him with, with three strides, but yeah, there's not enough space on earth or the universe for he and I,
4: except this space here.
2: Yeah. These eight that, feet, this is impenetrable. <laughs>
4: I think Jimmy's going to get involved in this because he almost had to right? write After After that away. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no. So. And it was, it was a fact and it was, it got to be to where, to where this Paul Jones and Jimmy Valiant angle went on for years. I mean, Paul Jones had this, this uh, back in 19 and when I first started 83, 84, it was Paul Jones managing the, the assassins, assassin one and two. And, uh, and they would always have an angle with Jimmy Valiant. Here's oh
0: he's trying to draw the referee's attention to the glove. He's got, he's got glove Paul Jones has walked around behind Go!
7: Jones caught him from behind. Now the
2: bear Oh, and they missed the shot. Missed the shot. Mm-hmm. Or he hit him with the riding crop, and now of yeah. course the glove is on, the claw is on, and Ronnie mm-hmm. Garvin and Sam Houston are here to make the save. And Danny Brown, that'll chase people away. Yeah. To make them change the channel yeah now is it true that the danny brown he actually started a restaurant a restaurant and it's a chain all across america now right and they sell grand slams and all that oh you mean denny's is that not his place No, his place was called Brown's. This is the American nightmare. Cody Rhodes here hit pause on your watch along now, and we will tell you when to hit play
0: in just a moment.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. You know, growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but eventually we all give it up because we realize it's full of sugar and stuff. We shouldn't be eating, but I'm all about nostalgia, man. So talking about old wrestling makes me want to get up early and turn on some cartoons and eat a little cereal, but if you're trying to cut down on carbs or sugar or unhealthy food, you probably think, well, that's not going to happen. Introducing magic spoon. This is the same great flavors you grew up on as a kid, but it's a guilt-free option thanks to magic spoon. I don't know how they're doing this, but they're giving it to us with zero grams of sugar with 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. In fact, it's only 140 calories a serving and it's keto friendly. It's gluten-free it's grain-free it's soy-free it's low carb and it's GMO free. But how about this? You can build your own box right now. Available flavors to build your own custom bundle are cocoa fruity frosted peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. And here's a pro tip. And you can always trust a guy like me for these. If you combine peanut butter and cocoa, it tastes like a peanut butter cup. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash WHW to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout to save $5 off your purchase. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash WHW. And use the code WHW to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode and a delicious breakfast. That's magicspoon.com/slash WHW. Save with Conrad.com makes saving money fast and easy, but don't take my word for it. Last Carl, right there in Michigan, he writes, I want to say a big thank you to Derek Jones, who was super responsive and informative. Not only did we save more than $100,000 on our mortgage by removing several years off of it, he also saved us a few months of payments. In follow-up, Conrad and Steve were super helpful when I had additional questions. You can't go wrong here with Save with Conrad. Definitely worth a call to understand what your savings could be. Carl gave us a five-star review, and as you heard, save more than a hundred thousand dollars. How much can you save? Find out right now for free at Save with Conrad.com. Endomolace number six five zero eight four Equal Housing Lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. If we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. We're licensed in more than 40 states and even credit scores in the five hundreds will qualify. So what are you waiting for? Go to save right now. Okay. Get ready to hit play now.
0: One of the four horsemen, the heavyweight champion of the world, nature boy, Ric Flair. Well, Tony. It's no secret
3: to anybody in the wrestling world that the return of Ole Anderson marks a great day in professional wrestling. Because you see, myself and Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson and the legendary James J. Dillon have been out here week in and week out promising the wrestling public Ooh, the return of the rock. The return of the fourth horseman. Again, we told everybody at the same time that a fella named Dusty Rhodes would learn a very valuable lesson upon the return of The Rock. Now, where's Dusty Rhodes today? We don't even see Dusty Rhodes. He sends a lousy interview to be played on TV because he hasn't got the guts to walk in the world's biggest television station because he knows... He might have to run into me. He might have to run into Ollie Anderson or James J. Dillon or Tony Blanchard or Art Anderson. And as sure as I'm wearing $15,000 worth a Rolex watch with a diamond bezel, it's because he hasn't got the guts to back up what he tells all of you he's going to do. Now you see, the great American Bash is on tour, and the National Wrestling Alliance, has seen fit to put up 14 of the greatest challenges of all time. You know what I'm talking about, Tony Giovanni? The 14 top contenders in the world today are going to wrestle Ric Flair for this. the World's Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. We're talking about Memphis, Tennessee. We're talking about Washington, D.C. We're talking about Philadelphia. We're talking about Cincinnati. We're talking about Jacksonville, Atlanta, Greensboro, Norfolk, Richmond. We're talking about professional wrestling at its best. And the world champion, because... He is the best because he's custom-made, because he's a kiss-dealing, wheel-a-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, set him again. That just happens to be the greatest wrestler alive today. I'm going to beat all 14 of them, and that's from Dusty Rhodes to the Road Warrior Animal to the Road Warrior Hawk to Wahoo McDaniels. And then I want. Every woman in the world today, because I am one of the four horsemen to say, Secretariat, woo, you're more man than we ever imagined one man could be. In other words, girls, what is cause in all this?
0: Woo! The heavyweight champion of the world, nature boy, Rick Flair, get your paper, get your pencils, because when we come back a rock and roll express contest number two,
2: by the way, I feel like we should mention, uh, friends of Second. the show, Carl Anderson and doc Gallows mm. have announced they have a sizzling summer series tour happening later this month in Rome, Georgia. Oh my so God. just like the old, oh my gosh, a miss rock and roll express. You can mm. 14 to 17.
0: What girls ages fourteen to seventeen years of age. Your entry must include a picture no larger than four inches by five inches of yourself and include your name, your address, zip code, telephone number, and your birth date in this entry, please. Also we ask for the Miss Rocky Roll Express contest that you postmark it no later than July fifteenth of nineteen eighty-six. Now what we'll do, the Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour lasts for seven days during the month of August. Six girls will be selected. One as our Miss Rock and Roll Express, five as her court, and all six will go on the tour, on the bus, with the Rock and Roll Express during that seven day tour. However, Miss Rock and Roll Express will escort the Rock and Roll Express to the ring, act as our spokeswoman during the tour, and also get to have dinner with Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. If you like to write for official rules, P.O. Box 11390, Charlotte 28220. If you want the official rules, please send a stamped, self-addressed envelope, and you could be Miss Rock and Roll Express.
4: Let's go to the ring.
2: My goodness,
4: you like that sell job right there, point. And you could be,
2: you could be Miss Rock and Roll Express. I just imagine you used to do that in the bar, where you'd be walking around and be like, if you play your cards right. You could be be next. (laughs) The world champions here tells Mm. me personally, you can't be first. It's too late for that. But let's turn that frown upside down. (laughs) You could be next. Do you like Stoli sea breezes? Have you ever (laughs) woken up with a jalapeno in your hair? Well, boy, have we got surprises in store for you. May I introduce you to my great close personal friend, Richard Morgan Fleer. You know him better. As the NWA World <laughs> Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy himself, Ric Flair.
4: Hey, I was Mr. Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour.
2: I'd say it four times fast.
4: Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour. 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 Summer Sizzler
2: Tour. Did you have to and practice re- that before you got on air the first time? No, no, because I, this was that was my life
4: during this time, man. I was, I, I was, I went through all the entries. If you asked for the rules, I would mail you the rules back. I, I did all that stuff. I mean, that was me. I was, I was the driving force behind that. I, with the help of, I guess, uh, I'm thinking Jimmy Crockett and David, I, I selected the girls and, uh, And not only that, at the end of the tour, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, was our last day. It was a Sunday. And we got to choose Miss Rock and Roll Express. And I asked Ricky and Robert, how do we choose Miss Rock and Roll Express? Mm. And they. The twist. Don't don't go "Mm," to me, okay? Because I know where your mind is going, okay? Because I know your mind resides in the freaking gutter. What does that mean? What do you think it means? It means you're, it means you're, you means your mind's in the gutter, son. You ever, your parents ever tell you that? No. (laughs) Then they didn't know you like we do. So anyway, I remember vividly. I told Ricky and Robert, I said, okay, we got to decide. And they said, you decide. I said, no, this is your contest. They said, well, you've done all the work. You decide, I I, said, how do we do this? So I came up with this gimmick letter that they wrote. And the gimmick letter was, all six girls have been wonderful. It's hard to really choose one. In our mind, all six girls are Miss Rock and Roll Express. So we did it. So let's do it by putting all the names in the hat and drawing one. And that's how we did it but I read this nice letter that was supposedly written by the rock and roll express. And it was and it was written by me. So, um, that's how we did it. That's how we did. Well, I think we, a girl from, uh, up in Lake Hartwell, uh, won it. And we had a girl from Ohio and, um, who actually I've I'm friends with on Facebook now, uh, and her family and, uh, so uh it was listen, it was it was for a week in August and it was sometimes we didn't do things too well, but we did that one right. And why do you think we did it right? I don't know. Because it was organized, mm. well thought out. Mm. And who do you think did all the organization? Uh probably Ollie Anderson. Yeah, there you go. Good good, dumbass. What? Um uh, Mine's always in the gutter. So anyway, Wait, I said, uh,
2: only and well, how's that in the gutter? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so anyway, that that's the rock and roll express, super summer sizzler tour. And it went to, it went to uh, places in the Carolinas, right? I mean, it, on a bus, you're not going to drive to Florida or you're not going to drive up in to the Northeast or to Philadelphia, places like that. So it was a lot of fun. It was very well done. All the guys. Had a great time. Me and Doug Dellinger, all the girls and their moms. I think one of them had their dad with him. I'm not sure if I recall. And, uh, and Jimmy Valiant, as I think I've mentioned before, uh, would tag along just so he could not have to fork out the trance. <laughs> so that's the way it was. Went to Florence, South Carolina, outdoor at the stadium and sold that place out Completely. And I mean, it was like American Legion stadium in Florence, South Carolina. I never will forget, uh, Henry Marcus, who was the promoter who always bitched about not having good houses because he said they would have Ric Flair and dusty Rhodes in like Philadelphia. And they would bring me as the main event, Jimmy Valiant and the raging bull against Baron Von Rashke and Watley. And that's my main event. And I would never, you couldn't draw money with that shit. And so the super summer sizzler tour came to Florence and he was, I never will forget. He was in the, he was in the ticket office and I knew we had a big house because once the the show started, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. Make sure the girls were seated and I just had to watch the show. So I went to the ticket office and I opened up the door and Henry Marcus was in there with money everywhere. Counting so much money. And he was like counting, county, county. county. Open the door. So Henry he looked up, I said, pretty good house for you for a change, wouldn't you say? And he would, he'd like, you know, wave me off. And um, those are some of the memories I have of that of that tour. But it was, it was good. It was well done. Um and it I'm not so sure if it was a Jimmy idea or it was a Dusty idea, but I remember Jimmy talking to me about it. Uh, but it, I think it was both of them. Dusty came up with it. look. He won't. He won't release the.
2: Uh, he won't release the Cobra Club. Let's track it here. Something big's going to happen. But they just—they just absolutely cleared the ring.
0: <laughs> you can better believe that Baby Doll's looking forward to the Great American Bash coming right around the corner. Oh
8: yeah, you bet. You know, Tony. Let me get into this for right now. You see, I get a lot of mail every week, and all of us been saying, Baby doll, why are you getting in the ring against a wrestler? There's no way you can beat a wrestler. Well, that's true. I know personally that I cannot beat a wrestler, but I know one thing, I can beat Cornette because number one, he's not a man, and number two, he's not even an athlete. Man, if you see that rear end he's been toting lately, you know he don't I even him him. Him. He don't, he don't even know. know. He's
7: working out and everything like
0: that. Uh oh, Cornette is out here, baby doll. I'm sorry.
7: All these guns out here, you actually have to pay to even hang around you. Stop and stick up. Microphone over here. Let me tell you something, you big fat pig. I'm sick and tired of you running your mouth. I'm sick and tired of you telling all these morons what you can do to me. You are frustrated because you yeah, just get out. that thing over here. You want to get married. You want to have a couple of kids. You want to spend all your time in front of the soap operas stuffing candy in that big fat hog face of yours. That's what you want, and you can't do it because no man will have you. So you're frustrated. You're against all mankind. But I shouldn't even. I should not even have you. Yeah, ever have whatever you, you want to. My hands with you come no, no, no. on? To dirty my hands with you and wait for those batches. I shouldn't even have to do that. You know what I might do? I might have my man Bubba put you in your place. Hey, I have to do something. Hey, Bubba, would you like to put her in her place right now, baby? Well, oh, so loud now are you, Cornette. Now that the stakeholders are oh, so even. You're a you? the odds of are even, aren't you, huh? That's
0: There he goes.
2: Okay, fans, we're coming right back. Don't go away, boy. Cornett's really st- what he's committed to that whole your hog face. And, oh yeah, uh, man,
4: that was his. That was his go-to with her. I just thought how. Magnum just here's, here's our man, buddy. I, I, I just liked how Magnum just slowly walked out. Cool. Hands on these hips. Didn't do anything. Just standing there. (laughs) It was, he was so fucking cool. He was just He was the man, buddy.
2: I'm fired up and ready for some Shaska Watley. I hope that we get a promo after.
4: You know what? I've, uh, I kind of perused through this show, watched the show. So to speak, we're going to hear from me not once, but twice in the show.
2: Hang on now. What do you think's going through the mind of the guy taking a beating from Shaska right now? What's (laughs) he thinking?
4: Oh, you think? Okay. Okay. Oh man. They, this little guy, he's, he's, oh, he's powerful. Oh, 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 I actually hit, I actually hit the head, hit the heads that time. Isn't this supposed to be a work with the flying fuck? Okay. Oh, Yeah. Hey, I was, didn't I serve you at a Denny's in Chattanooga one time? And, uh, oh, 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 bounce. He spit on me. He spit on me again. And actually, it kind of aroused me. Oh, I'm going to try to punch him back. I got one blow in. I got one blow in. I hope they're watching TV today. hope my kids are watching TV because I got one blow in. Oh, here comes that motherfucking barbarian. He doesn't know how to pull a punch. He's from Tonga. Do you know where Tonga is? I know where Tonga is. Okay. Mr. Barbarian. Mr. Barbarian, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. It's when wasn't when, when, when the fuck was I supposed to tag out? Hell there's oh, the right there. They beating the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, you may have beaten up my buddy, but you can't fucking. Oh, oh. Fuck. Man, this, uh, I'm earning these twenty five dollars today. Oh man, I'm I'm earning every bit of it. I'm I'm, I'm going up. Uh, okay, I think he called a spot, but I don't know what he said because I can't speak Tongan. Oh, foot to the face! Whoa, can't work that. Oh, Oh, I think he knocked a tooth loose, a molar. On the right side there with those hit butts. All right. Oh, and they were so glad to lay on the cool concrete floor. What the fuck? No, no. Jesus, what the fuck in the throat? He's retired, and I gotta sell that shit, man. Okay.
3: When's it gonna be over? When's it gonna be? Uh, okay, it's a ropes around. Oh, oh, oh. I can't talk.
4: He's got my, he got my face in his crotch. Oh, goddamn headbutt. Oh. I was told it's going to be a three-minute match. I sure would like to tag in that fucking goof next to me. Here, can you tag me? I'd tag you, but I can't even put my arm up. And this big Tongan go come off with a headbutt. You guys don't think it hurt, but I think you're gonna see in the replay that it actually did hurt. Look, my partner's gonna come in and beat somebody up. He ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> beat that fucker up. as I shake out them cowboys, I'm gonna collect. Take a look at me once again. Here, there goes, here goes the head. Boom! Oh, you see, he motherfucker actually did headbutt me. Let's go to the desk.
0: I'm the Barbarian. Bill, Bill all me of you. Jimmy <laughs>
8: Valiant. I could be more serious in all my life than I am right now. You made a statement that this world is not big enough for you, and I agree it's not big enough for you and my army in it. Well, let me tell you something, Valiant. The Bash is, is going to separate the men from the boys. They're going to eliminate you. No matter how it's done, whether it's done with a loaded glove, on top of a pole, or it's done of Shaska. Baron Von Reska is the master of the glove, and this man is the master of taking your hair, and it shall be done. Jimmy Veyant, I
3: have my orders. I have been climbing the rope day after day, week after week. My body is trim, My body is hard. I am prepared, and I am ready. Paul Jones has created an army.
2: He looks like a dick with ears too. <laughs>
3: orders Jimmy Valiant you're about to fall and your hair is coming off and that is all the people. TJ Car and the Barbarian are in the army, and they're gonna get it done too, Jessica. I'm just right in the not Hear no more from none of you hillbenders and heathens. I'm gonna tell you what, Jimmy. You, you think it's funny? You got this picture out here, got the boss ball headed. Well, let me tell you something, boy. And I said, boy, you and you don't be bald. And if we one of them hillbenders, Manny Fernandez. Else tries to help you. Look out, sucker, because we just now getting started. We're going to eat you alive. You and all your tags. Ronnie Garvin, the Raging Bull, whoever you get, we're ready, we're prepared. The glove,
0: the glove, the, the army. And we're coming right back.
2: Tony, let me just tell you if uh somehow all your hopes and dreams are true and time travel is possible one day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever it costs me and you, we're going back to like 85 together. And I just want to relive a few years together, mostly because I want to hang out with Watley. Well, Sucker bellies and heathens. What do you think Ivan's land right here? Uh, well, you see to my left, he's returned from
4: a sabbatical in Minnesota. Uh, it's Crutcher, Khrushchev. Soon to be the repo man. <laughs> soon to be the black tuck bully. But really, he's going to really make his name. Did you have good payoffs when you were a member of Axe and Smash? I did. I did. Axe and Smash. Here comes the Axe. And here comes the Smash here. And uh, how did the song go? I didn't I didn't write the song. But here, <clears throat> here's the fact. I blew out my knee. And we're going to take a look at how I blew out my knee again. There you see. Sam Houston only weighs 110 pounds soaking fucking wet. But as a dumbass, you know, uh, we're from Minnesota, so we try to outdo everybody else. I go up top, boom, and I hit my knee the wrong way. So I blow up my knee there and I'm trying to tell Sam, Sam, I'm hurting. Sam, I'm hurting. Oh hell, I can't anybody wait on it. I'm hurting. Because I tried to go up the top rope. What I why I would try to go up the top rope. I don't know. Sam stay down. I tried to tell him to say, do you think he'd stay down? Hell no. Damn false finish after false finish. And I kept telling Sam, I'm hurting, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm hurting. But Sam wouldn't stay down. Okay. And then he fucking kicked out. Well, here's here's the deal. Sam's going into business for himself. That's right. Going to be I should have won the match. The finish was to be me go over. But Sam realized that I can only stand on one foot and here come the road warriors. Okay. Thank God. Dusty sent the road warriors out to get this one over with. Cause I can't even stand on the foot and now I'm turning around and looking at us, that's a goddamn Hawk. And, uh, they may, uh, yeah, they, they may hurt me even more. One, two, three, and they even fucking grabbed a leg. Thank God it was the wrong leg and. Thank God this is over. So that was the end of my career as I knew it as crusher cruise chef, but I'm back. That happened last year. I don't know why the tape is still rolling, but here's the fact of matter. I'm from Minnesota. I'm like Kurt Hennig. I'm like Rick rude. I'm like the road warriors. And I'm even like that stiff warlord. We all came from Minnesota. We all got our gimmicks and we all made money. But my biggest money is going to be made a little bit later on, uncle Ivan. When I'm part of acts and smash, and yeah, and uh, okay, uh, that that's enough. We've seen the tape. We know you're going to make money in the WWE. F, WWE F When I was the champion, and we all made big money there. And now we're here with a promotion that's getting ready to spend more money than it makes. More money than it makes. That's okay with me because I'm at the end of my career. And I've saved all my money, but for the two guys in front of me, Nikita and crusher, did they save their money? No, the guy to my right is going to have to be a preacher. He's going to have to ask God for a shit. Oh, shit. To Cause been, that's right. I'm going to leave the wrestling business. And I'm going to go into the ministry. Oh, in the ministry. <laughs> Jesus. Let's go to the ring.
2: Rock and roll express here. I thought, I thought it was.
4: I thought it was, uh, well, look at that. Now the Thompson family brought their kids.
2: I was going to say that it looked like Lori Schiavone.
4: <laughs> no.
2: Well, it could have been some saying, little baby yeah. Laurie.
4: She was there. Uh, let's see. That would have been, she would have been uh, two years old, a little bit over than two.
2: She's 37. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Thought Laurie was like twenty
4: seven. Yeah, that's nice of you to say. Uh, she would appreciate you saying that. So anyway, um, what was I talking about?
2: About how I was, how I was handsome and all that.
4: Yeah, that was, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I can just I can just imagine they knowing in the back that Crusher had blown his knee out. It was pretty obvious. They sent the Road Warriors out, mm. and I'm thinking if I'm Crusher. And they send the road warriors out and I've hurt my knee. Oh my God.
3: <laughs>
4: Last guys you want to send out if you're hurt. Right. So where's it hurt? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, back, uh, backstage in uh, in AEW. Yeah. A couple of the young guys uh, they'll go on, uh, go on name, but very young guys that we have says you have any Scott and Rick Steiner stories for us. Mm. I went, oh yeah, and I told them, and they just absolutely loved it. The the Steiner's reputation has preceded them in many ways. Their reputation, and I'm not talking about reputation for uh, being a great tag team. I'm talking about reputation for just causing some shit backstage. Right, is very very well documented, and it's fun telling those stories.
2: So, did you uh, did you tell any of the the young the quote unquote kids about, uh, Sharpies or, mm-hmm. oh, you did oh, told them the Sharpie stories.
4: Uh, I told them the, uh, the Garrett Bischoff story. Oh, well, I don't know that. What's the
2: Garrett Bischoff story?
4: Well, they, you know, Garrett, of course, you know, was a little kid and loved to have fun. Yeah. And his dad ran the company. I remember that. So he could, he could be kind of obnoxious in the backstage area. And he would like to play around with, with especially, uh, the Steiner brothers. Didn't know that. Yeah, and so you know what the Steiner brothers we used to do to Little Garrett? What they used to do to Little Garrett? Beat the shit out of him is what they used to do. I didn't know that. Oh, push him up against the wall, and he'd laugh, and I and I'd say, I'd tell Rick, I'd say, "Aren't you being a little rough?" He goes, "No, not at all." Bam! (laughs) I just, oh, so I saw that happen more than once. So I don't know if, you know, I know Garrett's a young man now, big strapping young man. And I don't know if he got any brain damage because that or not could have, you know, possibly. And I told that I told the story about, uh, I, which have I told a story about the, uh, the Germany trip? No, we had a, we had an announcer named Oliver. It's not the same Oliver, I think, that is has been an announcer as of late, but there was a kid named Oliver who's kind of a skinny kid. He was okay, but he was with, with us on the trip to Germany, and everybody got, as boys will do overseas, got a little sideways. There have been well-documented guys getting out of line over there. A lot of alcohol, a lot of things. So Oliver passed out drunk. Wrong thing to do. So they took it upon themselves to shave him bald, shave off his eyebrows, and write all over his face in Sharpies, including swastikas. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Mm. So wake up the next day with that. Again, stay away from the Steiners on the road. And I, I tell these stories. And I'm thinking, this guy is a member of a school board.
2: (sighs) Here comes your Great American Bash update.
0: (laughs) It's coming, Tony. The world heavyweight champion. The championship of the state... 14 times doing the Great American Bash. 14 title defenses for the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And David... Also, fans around the country waiting to get Baby Doll for oh, Baby yes. Doll to get her hands on Jim Cornette. Baby Doll will have her tights on during the Great American Bash and her chance to get her hands on Jim Cornette. From what we saw earlier, she really wants her hands on Cordette. That's right. Plus, Ron Garvin and Tully Blanchard, Tate Fist. That's going to be in the Great American Bash. And, of course, the best of seven for the U.S. heavyweight title, Magnum TA and Nikita Kolov. And Jimmy Crockett is with us, president of Jim Crockett Promotions. Ooh. As we all know, their new world six man tag team champion, Jimmy. Yes, they are. Uh, the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes are the current champions we have signed them to meet the former champions and in a cage and i think that's the only way for this match to take place and also indian strap match ron garvin wahoo mcdaniel well and here is magnum t.a jimmy jimmy I, i
5: don't want to interrupt the bash update here i know i said i'd never put this in the hands of anybody that didn't rightfully deserve it But there's a lot of controversy here that I'm having a hard time dealing with, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to beat the system. You're the only man I trust. I'm putting this in your hands for right now until after the match is over with. Then we'll be back where it belongs.
0: I personally hope that I'll be giving it back to Magnum T.A. But on July the 1st, the best of seven series starts. And, oh, okay, Ivan Koloff. United States
3: heavyweight title belongs to nephew Nikita. Now, I know what you're all trying to do. You Americans always stick together. Now, this Megan T.A. is nothing but a coward. And Jimmy Crockett, you're an accessory to a cowardice move of a man that you are sticking up for.
0: Win it. And the best of seven, he will get it.
3: Yes, understand if understand that that's what you have ordered. The best of the seven in the great American batch, Jimmy Crockett. Go! And this is not right. It's Nephew Nikita is just for owner of the United States Heavyweight title. Wait a second.
0: Go? Hold on to it. Let's on. Okay. like that happen when you try to take things away from people. He's all that telling you
3: he was nothing but coward. He had told people from behind. You Americans don't stick up for it. But well, Amer- You're going to see nephew Nikita is going to get United States belt back. It justly belongs to him. He come out here and tried to assault me like this. That's the only way you Americans can do everything. I see the look on your face, Americans off of your face. You see, you're coming out here and doing the thing like this. They want to order best of the seven great American best. Draft nephew Nikita Draft. is United States. Are we, I'm sorry. We have to go. We have to go. To-
2: By the way, check out our new nephew Nikita shirt available now over at box of Nephew Nikita. <laughs> he grabbed me.
4: some bitch, he grabbed me and I, and I said, Well, things like that happen when you try to take things away from people. (laughs) Fucking lie. (laughs) Oh, I literally did not know what to do there.
2: Well, how's that different from any other show? Okay. As you could tell.
4: And Ivan, of course, grabbed me and and he, we were kind of like, I don't know. I, in reality, when you think about it, I probably should have fucking run. Right. Of course. Fucking Russian bear there. But I, I. If I'm going to run, who's going to hold the microphone for him to say what he has to say. So it was now today they would have taken the microphone from me. Yes. Cause they do a lot more of that these days, which I really like
2: doing guys having their own mics. Uh, well, oh, yeah. It means less work for you. You can just, exactly, sh- you can exactly. We know that. Yeah. No. Hey, real fast. I don't know. Uh, you don't, you don't get on Twitter anymore, right? No. Right. I don't. Well, I'm sure you've heard over the years uh certainly are you are
4: you wait hang on a second stop
2: are you going to hit me with more twitter drama it's going to be something you'll be entertained by okay go ahead so you know they're doing this uh hidden treasure show on a and e with wwe right now right where they're going i don't know no i don't okay well on sunday night they do an a and E biography episode where they profile a wrestler you know whether it was ultimate warrior or it was stone cold or it was Roddy Piper or Sean Michaels or Booker T or McFoley or Bret Hart, whatever. And right afterwards, they have a collector show where they, they go try to find WWE artifacts that are now in the hands of collectors and WWE tries to get them back in their warehouse, that type of deal. Yeah. So one of the folks they talked to was Jake, the snake Roberts. And he was, they were looking for his old snake bag (laughs) and they started, I know it's funny, Uh, but he tells a story and some of that story would even wind up as part of the dark side of the ring on Grizzly Smith, Mm. where they talk about where he was hit over the head with the honky tonk man's guitar. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that injury, he became addicted to pills hmm. and became an, uh, a drug addict. I don't know another way to say it. Okay. So he would blame a lot of his dependency on chemicals on the guitar shot. And I over the years have inquired to guys like, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Hey man, why didn't they just gimmick that? He said, well, you know, I always thought they did, but Earl Hebner would tell me, no, nope, the guys wanted to take it for real. Mm-hmm. The guys, you know, they were all macho men and machismo or whatever. No, right. no, just lay it in. I don't care. Lay it
4: in, buddy. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, if you ever saw Jeff Jarrett, his shit was boss of wood and exploded into a million pieces. Cause why right. the fuck would you want to get hit with a real guitar? Anyway, I'm saying all that to say, honky talk man had had enough. Okay. So he woke up and he chose violence a few days ago uh. and he tweeted HTM guitar hits that did not cause crack addiction, macho man, Brutus beefcake, ultimate warrior, Superfly fly snooker, Hart, crack cocaine addiction hit snake Roberts. And someone said, you are sure not responsible for his addiction. Imagine the gate you could get for a pay-per-view meeting or reconciliation, but that was stiff as hell. I'm a guitarist and that ax was definitely not gimmicked. It did not give. And Honky Tonk says, we use Strongbow's pocket knife to cut marks in the back to weaken it. The middle and top supports I removed with a screwdriver and a hammer. I used a black marker to cover where the knife chipped out the fiberglass coating. The guitar was on the heavy side, made a good sound. And when people started to fire up um, about... What he was saying, he doubled down, and Honky Talk Man said the white dust that flew out of Robert's nose from that guitar hit made twelve thousand people in the building that night become crackheads.
4: Oh, Jesus Christ!
2: And then when they uh. they cover the whole dark side of the ring thing and the Grizzly Smith thing, he quotes that article and he says, "Oh no! How did Honky Talk Man cause all this to a child? No mention of HTM here." I guess I'm saying all of that to say honky-tonk man is on fire. Huh. He even quoted a cartoon where Bret Hart was, um, in a story and quoted as saying that Jake Roberts was one of the worst guys he ever worked with. And he felt like he was dishonest and a thief and honky Talk man says, did HTM cause the snake to steal from Bret Hart? And then puts a bow on this whole conversation and says HTM has given you all the evidence needed for you to decide if Roberts is a habitual liar and blames everyone else for his own choices in life. I'm saying all this to say this was a feud from what 87. Yes. And it's back again in 2021. If they can bring this back, I'm going to need Ricky Morton and Ric Flair to start sparring again on Twitter. <laughs> Can we get that
4: going? No, I, I think I no, no, I think No, there's only one honky talk man. Morton's not like that. I don't think Flair is like
2: that. That's only one honky talk man. He's a <sighs> Twitter, huh? Twitter. And the only thing better than Twitter is Jim Cornette. Here we go.
0: Will be returned for any of the contests already named. You know, the good. one
7: thing Baby good. Doll wouldn't be eligible for that contest because you couldn't get a picture of her in a four by five inch space. And secondly, anybody that would want to go out with the Rock and Roll Express in the first place would have to be a depraved individual. Now I saw gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Precious out here. That's what a real woman looks like, Baby Doll. Precious, she's a nice looking girl, just like Big Bubba. No trouble. Big Bubba is getting to be a sex symbol. All the girls are wanting to go out with Bubba. But ladies, I promise you, he's guarding my body and nobody else's, so you can't have him, even if you do think that he's tall, dark, handsome, and one of the best looking men you've ever seen in your life. Now baby doll, you know, you saw her out here. When the odds even up, she's pretty she's pretty tough, ain't she, huh, Tony? You see, what it is, is baby doll, like I said, you're frustrated. You can't find any man that would sink low enough to have you, so you put yourself in a man's place trying to make believe that they ain't so much. And then, when you get the repercussions of putting yourself in a man's place, like being subjected to getting slapped around by me or by Big Bubba here, then you got to call one of your friends, Magda TA, for help. Or maybe it's Dusty Rhodes. You know, she's got a lot of men friends. I don't know how she made them, but she's got them. She's trying to get their help in the back. She's trying to humiliate me, but baby doll, it's not gonna work. And, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the human highlight film of wrestling Lover Boy Dennis and Beautiful Bobby The Midnight Express.
2: By the way, I'm gonna use that at the bar one day. What's that? Which one? She's got one? a lot of men friends. I don't know how she got them. It's so <laughs> open ended where you didn't say nothing, but you said a lot. <laughs> huh. Oh, Jimmy could get away with a lot more stuff back then than he can today. She's got a lot of men friends, but I don't know how she got them.
4: <laughs> Dude. Yeah, man. It's a line. Oh, he could throw it out there, buddy. And speaking, be You know what? You know why he hit that uh, line, especially there? Why? Because of who's hooking up with beautiful Bobby right now.
2: Oh, excellent. How did I not put that together?
4: Yeah. Sam Houston. And I, uh, I guess we can talk to baby doll when you have, uh, when you have that get together with her, but I don't, you should do do a run in,
2: do a run in. I probably shouldn't hold the microphone for. Oh yeah.
4: Yeah. I'll say, uh, I'll say Nicola, you had a lot of men friends. Don't know how you got them.
2: Oh God. And just hang up. Oh, that's what you should do. Long time listener. First time caller. Mrs. Dahl, is it true that you had a lot of men friends? Cause I'm curious how you got them. I'll hang up and listen.
4: <laughs> and thanks for calling me KSHIT in Cody, Wyoming. So
2: I, um, did you say KSHIT? Yeah. It's a so, well-known
4: station. There's WSHIT.
2: Wait, there's a K shit. Yeah.
4: There's a, there's a, there's a is There is a KSHIT. There's a WSHI TV
2: and somewhere, um, there's a shit TV somewhere. <laughs> so,
4: that's an old joke. Okay. So anyway, uh, I don't, w- were they married at this time? Is that documented that, uh, baby doll and Sam were married by this time? It was this year. It was this year. They got married. Okay. Yeah. So, so right now they're having relations,
2: I would think. I mean, you uh, said the other day she showed up with a wedding ring. Did I say that? Yeah. I don't remember saying we, we were you doing. Sure? Yeah. I didn't imagine. I didn't dream. I'm not dreaming about baby doll. Well, you you do like a hundred
4: podcasts a week. It could have been somebody else. Well, said you that.
2: said, I think she's got a wedding band on. Okay. I mean, you said that with your mouth, mate. You sure now? Because
4: a lot of you, you make up a lot of shit that I'm supposedly that I supposedly say wouldn't make that up. Yeah. And thank you for doing a lot of that because we sell shirts over boxgimmicks.com and lowestrules.com because of the crazy shit that I say.
2: Is it just me or have we had some fun with this show? I was thinking about that the other day that out of all the shows I do, this is probably the most fun one. Yeah. We have a great time because we're just two friends watching wrestling, right? Yeah. And watching all the the great stuff that went on back then. And it's just funny uh, though, because you and I, by the way, for sure. She married Sam Houston in 86. She got divorced in 84. Married her current husband in 2017. Okay. Just throwing it out there.
4: She got divorced in 94,
2: right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Did I say 84? You say 84. Yeah. That would be badass if she quantum leaped and went backwards and <laughs> said, I'm going to undo this before I even get started. <laughs> How many people would want to do that? <laughs> I can think of one I'm talking to today. <laughs> um,
4: I quantum leap back to 1980. Ooh,
2: okay. Serious business. You and Lois yeah. are on a bit in real life as you and I are recording this even though it's on a bit of an anniversary trip right now, huh?
4: We are on anniversary trip. Uh, we started in Jacksonville, Florida, when we had a big weekend of taping for the month of June. And, uh, as I'm bringing you, as I'm talking to you now, I'm in, uh, uh Wilmington, North Carolina. You guys uh, just got back from Baltimore and had a great just time got back there. from Baltimore. Ex- exactly right. Uh, and, uh, making our way back down through, uh, after, uh, Wilmington, making our way across back home. So. That's what we're doing.
2: Can I tell uh, you that
4: about- it, it, it's been a great 40th anniversary. Hasn't honey. You can say something. Oh she's man. Worn, Is this she's a- worn out, man. You wore her ass out last yeah, night. Yeah. I wore her ass out last night. I mean, we've had like, how much sex
2: have we had she, on this trip? Just you stand up in it? Tony. <laughs> she, she can't even talk. She can't even put two words together. I heard she was getting
4: lightheaded. She is getting She is getting lightheaded.
2: You ever have one yeah. pass out on you? Uh no.
4: Okay. Yeah, my man, yeah, we've been we've been uh we've been having a lot of sex, haven't we, honey?
2: You know, that makes me think of my favorite barbecue place. There <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They they they're saying is uh too much pork for just one fork. <laughs>
4: Well, we had, a, we had old people's sex, which means we just did a lot of belly bumping. The bashers uh,
5: are coming. The bashers are coming. Jim Crockett coming out here. Announcing all the bashers last week. The 10 rounds. Three-minute rounds. Just like boxing. Except for the thing is, it's only going to be tape fist. Ronnie Garvin, you and me. And this is on the line right there. The National Heavyweight Championship. Well, Garvin, you want it. You talk about that hands of stone. Talk about how bad you are. It's ordinary tape. But well, I tell you what, JJ and I, we went to Sugar Ray Leonard's trainer just to see how to tape up that fist real hard. Because, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard was the one that knocked out the hands of stone Roberto Duran, right? call her, no, no moss, moss. no mice, no moss. The great hands of stone went down. Well, it's going to be just like that. I won't be Sugar Ray Leonard. I won't be up there doing fine as it can be, right, JJ? That's it. You know, Ronnie Garvin, the time is drawn near. Like Mr. Blanchard said, the
3: bass fever is coming to a fever pitch. The trouble with having to wait is the anxiety building up inside of you. It's like watching for a kettle of water to boil. You sit there and watch it. It's never going to boil. Well, you sit and watch us. You watch the tape. You watch the time's going to come around, and all of a sudden, it's going to be history, and you're going to be history. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just like Norfolk, J.D. Fans, we're coming right back. Don't go away.
2: So let's mention where we are, by the way. Uh, later this same day, June 14th. We're going to be in Baltimore, Maryland at the civic mm. center. Going to draw 5,500 fans. As we see chief Wahoo, McDaniel going to take on Thunderfoot here. Mm. The main event there in Baltimore was Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard in a non-title barbed wire match. Wow. We also had, um, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry taking on Wahoo McDaniel and Ron Garvin. Uh, we had Arne Anderson fighting Manny Fernandez to a time limit draw. Uh, we should mention, uh, that same day. The UWF was running down in New Orleans, and they had a lot of the talent there in New Orleans, not in Baltimore, uh, including singles action for Robert Gibson against Baron von Raschi. And I know what you're thinking: Well, why would he be in singles? It's because Flair is working with Ricky Morton. Right. We would also see Dusty Rhodes team with Bill Watts and Doctor Death, whoa, uh, to take on uh, the uh, the Russian contingent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the undercard included. This fun little match to mention Terry Gordy and buddy Roberts, the free mm-hmm. and they pick up a win over the blade runners, a young ultimate warrior and sting. Wow. Uh, the next, now that is, that is back in time, man. That's history, baby. Yeah, it is good stuff on the 15th. We're back in Wilmington, North Carolina at Legion stadium. Uh, we've got the midnight express taking on the rock and roll express and a non-title two out of three falls match. Uh, the following day on the 16th, we're in Greenville and we've got dusty Rhodes teaming with Magnum TA to uh, defeat the midnight express in a lumberjack match. Of course, tag titles, not on the line, the rock and roll express would be able to, uh, pick up a win over Tully and Arn, who at the time, as you just saw, are the national heavyweight champion and the television champion. And on the 17th, we did a television taping and we're going to be talking about this a lot here in the coming weeks. It's Greenwood, South Carolina, and there's a segment filmed here. Where Big Bubba throws down Baby Doll. And Dusty Rhodes runs out, smashes a wooden chair over Bubba's head. Bubba doesn't flinch and adjusts his hat. And then, of course, moments later, Magnum TA comes out with two shovels. And boy, is that symbolic or what? Uh, mm-hmm. And Jim Cornette and Bubba leave the ring. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. Uh, the main event that night, it was a dark match. It's Ricky and Robert uh, taking on Flair and Tully. Um, but what a big time taping that was, but the show keeps going Raleigh, North Carolina, the next day on the 18th in Dorton arena. Uh, your main event there is, uh, the midnight express taking on Ron Garvin and Wahoo that same day, the world champion was in Miami beach. He's all over the place. Uh, we've got Lex Luger, who is the Southern champion down there in Florida. He's going to pick up the, uh, the win over Ric Flair. Now Flair's world title was not at stake. It was only Lex Luger's local Southern Championship. On the undercard, and this is worth noting because of what's going to happen in coming years, Stan Lane wins a Battle Royal. So, pretty big match here in 86. And now we see Shaska. Let's track it.
8: Let's know that. Excuse me, boss. Thank you, Jim Crockett. You see, Jim Crockett is making it possible for myself and the Army to eliminate Jim Crockett. Uh, Jimmy Valiant because Jim Crockett yeah, right. is going to bring the, people the most exciting matches in the bashes. And that means we can bring our equalizers! And I'm talking about a glove match on top of a pole! Jimmy Valiant doesn't know that the Baron has never lost a glove match and the Baron, the Baron has caused brain damage after brain damage on wrestlers with this heavy glove.
3: You know, and the people know, I do not need a glove to beat anyone. I never use a glove to beat anyone. But in this case, it's a pole, a pole above the ring. a glove, a loaded glove placed on the pole. And you're talking about the Great American. As soon as I climb the pool and get the glove, Jimmy Valiant, it's going to be bush, 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 and it will be the great German bag.
6: And Valiant, you will go out as a bald-headed geek when Shaska gets through with you. When I get through, I
3: can't wait, because there's going to be your hell. I'm going to get your hair and throw it to all your hair fans. And let everyone see that you are a yellow coward, a disgrace to wrestling. And I am the one that's going to prove it to you. And let all you know that Jimmy Valiant is going down, down, down. More hair Jimmy Valiant. My hair is going to be all here, and yours
0: is going to be gone. You people better say bye to Jimmy Valiant now. Fans don't forget, next week, championship wrestling at 8.05 a.m. Eastern, Robert Gibson, Arn Anderson with a world TV title, and we'll see you next week on world championship wrestling.
2: I fucking love Jessica Wiley,
4: dude.
2: <laughs> he's seriously, he's on my Mount Rushmore favorite people to watch now. Wow.
4: You were talking before uh, the show ended here about uh, the venues and Dorton Arena in Raleigh. Man, I don't know a if that place is still venue. there. Oh,
7: worst historic.
4: Ever. Wor- worst. ever. But it was historic. It was the worst place ever to wrestle. I ask anybody who ever wrestled there. <sighs> Glass building. J- JR and I were talking about it just just a couple of weeks ago. I said, "You remember Dorton Arena in Raleigh?" We would go, he went, "Oh, worst place ever. No air conditioning.
2: Opened Where in 1952. I'll have, you know,
4: it's still there. Yeah. Uh, you talked about Legion field, uh, here in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's still around. That's a six thousand I looked it up A 6,000 state seat outdoor stadium because Wilmington never did have a, a big arena back then. Uh, and, uh, Wilmington's a great city, man. Great beach city. And, uh,
2: you know, it was designated as a national historic civil engineering landmark, By the American Society of Civil Engineers in '02, what an Arena? Yeah, it's a cool looking building.
4: Yeah, I'm glad it looks great. Stand on the outside, look at it. Stay out. I, you wonder if they could put an extra couple million of dollars in it to have an air
2: conditioning system. You wonder if you could, you know, quit being such a fucking bitch. Yeah, (laughs) just wondering.
4: Okay, you know, I'm. It was the fucking worst
2: it was you couldn't even breathe in that place I, tell, tell I, me about I, all the buildings you built <laughs> how many awards did they win <laughs> oh here's what you <laughs> built you built chris and matt shivani <laughs> what the civil engineer say about them shits <laughs> i bet they, they need said, a little air conditioning <laughs> no they said go back son and redesign something else for us i'm gonna quantum leap your ass back in time yeah. we're going to get some air conditioners in dorton arena and we're going to get that wind sock to keep from coming off for you. Every time you mount up,
4: don't worry about it.
2: By the way, let's, no- let's run through the, the other towns as we're marching through. We got through the 18th, the 19th, we're in Columbia, South Carolina at the uh, township auditorium We're in Hillsville, Virginia on the same day, but buddy, this stands out like a sore thumb, the Hillsville, Virginia show. And I've told you guys for years here on the show, don't ever go to Virginia. It's a piece of shit state. Nothing good ever came out of there. The only good thing to come out of Virginia is the interstate. Anyway, just kidding. That's for Tony, uh, Jimmy Valiant's working with Shaska Watley there and the midnight express are working with Manny Fernandez and Hector Guerrero shout out to San Antonio. They drew 600 people, 600 people.
4: That's right on the North Carolina border though. Also,
2: Richmond, Virginia, the very next day, June 20th, we've got Dusty and Magnum taking on uh, the Midnight Express in a non title bunkhouse match. And that goes on last. And right before that, we had uh, Flair teaming with Tully to take on the Rock and Roll Express in a Texas tornado match. And of course, Ole Anderson's going to get involved. Uh, Magnum would be working with Ivan Koloff in a Texas death match. We had Arn working with Ron Garvin in a tape fist match. Uh, it's, it's an interesting show, an interesting time in the company. And then we'll be back next week where I believe we're going to see Rick Flair in in-ring action, which is pretty rare for TBS, but it's happening next week right here on the show.
4: Yeah. I was thinking about that 600, uh, paid, uh, gate. Yeah. And I think I mentioned there was always, you know, there'd be a spot show. There was an a card and a B card. Yeah. Ric Flair and dusty and rock and roll express normally on that. And usually on the B card, it was Jimmy valiant raging bull, Paul Jones's men. And that, that really didn't draw like the others they, they had to bring, they had to have those all together for it to draw. They couldn't draw on their own. And that was, I mentioned Henry Marcus and I mentioned this before. He always bitch. Only thing I get is boogie woogie man and the raging bull and Paul Jones. Nobody wants to see that shit. well, They certainly didn't want to see it in Hillsville, Virginia, did they? No, they did not. No, they did not. So we ran two shows, but maybe we shouldn't have. Because, well, you know, they, they, they had payoffs back then, right? And they didn't pay trans. So the only overhead would have been the building. So they probably didn't lose that much money that night.
2: hopefully you guys aren't losing money listening to us we hope we've entertained you and uh contributed to your day and overall health and wellness that's what we're all about we want to uh bring put smiles on faces and we hope we've done that today and we're going to continue down this march of 1986 uh next week we'll be covering the june 28th edition or i'm sorry the uh, 21st edition apologies and um then we'll hit the 28th and then we're doing the old great American bash show from 1986 in Charlotte. Yeah, that's going to be a, uh, a very special event for us here on what happened when I'm i uh, I'm fired up about it. You and I've been talking about it for a little while and it's almost here. So mark your calendars, boys and girls, just a few weeks away from great American bash in Charlotte. But right now, Tony, it looks like it's about that time.
4: It is about that time as we go out to the elephant door and we see the elephants standing there themselves. Oh, no, it's Dave Silva. It's Conrad Thompson. You hillbilly heathen suckers. We're desperately out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you each and every Wednesday on Cumulus, but on
2: uh, Mondays exclusively on... Patron patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, add free shows.com. <laughs>